Welcome to 15 Minutes of Fangs and Folklore with your host, Matthew Miller. We give you pint-sized, bite-sized pieces of supernatural monster lore, exploring their origins, their history, and their meaning to the human condition. Listen, if you dare. You're having a little picnic in the park with some friends, or maybe with that special person. The sun is bright. There's a lovely, cool breeze to temper it. Birds are singing in the trees. Squirrels are chirping, frolicking in the green grass. It's a perfect day. You see someone in the distance walking slowly toward you. You can just sense that something's wrong. Their gait, their stride, their stiff legs. Something's just unnatural or uncanny about them. Before you know it, there's a crowd of others the same, and they look a bit too undead. It's the zombie apocalypse. What are you going to do to survive? I'm your host, Matthew Miller, expert on all things monster and paranormal. I'm a horror writer from the dark and haunted swamps of Louisiana, and it's my pleasure to welcome you into my terrifying world. Please check out my books on Amazon, beginning with Blood Feud, a punk rock vampire story, which is volume one of the Gravedigger series. The Gravediggers are a punk rock band who keep crossing paths with all sorts of dark, evil, nasty creatures. It's horror and comedy in one super entertaining series. Volume four is coming out any day now. It's a six-part series total. So be sure to read the first three so you'll be up to date with the story. Zombies. These are some of horror fans' all-time favorite monsters, aren't they? So many great zombie movies out there. The idea of surviving the zombie apocalypse has kind of become a trope. Who would you choose to be in your group? What would you do? What would your role be? Would you go to a city? Would you flee to the country? I am personally terrified of the idea of zombies because I have a phobia of dead bodies. It's one of those irrational fears, just like giant insects. I have a phobia of dead bodies also. Almost nothing else in the world scares me as much as the idea of a dead decomposing body reanimating into an undead monster who wants to eat my brains. And there's just something so, I don't know, inevitable about zombies. Even if they're slow, they're not going to ever stop until they get you. It's inevitable. It scares the hell out of me. So, well, where does the idea of zombies come from anyway? Is it something modern from the Romero films or other movies? Well, first, I think we should define zombie. I'll talk a, bit, and a little bit about the etymology of the word and some more recent lore, but a simple definition I think is helpful. Basically, a zombie is a dead person who has come back to life, who acts without self-awareness or sentient or self-direction, and who hungers for the brains, or sometimes the flesh also, of living people. And then that's my definition. I think it's pretty solid when you look at the entire corpus of zombie mythos and movies. Did people in the ancient world have a concept of zombies? Well, yes, uh, sort of. <laughs> At the very least, you know, many ancient cultures had a belief in the dead or fear of the dead coming back to life. Evidence of this is the fact that ancient people sometimes 
took precautions with the dead, like staking the body or pinning it down or weighing it down with corpses or placing religious symbols on top of it, presumably so the, uh, the body couldn't get back up. So to me, that clearly shows a fear of the undead. The ancient Greeks, did they have an idea of this? Well, kind of. They had uh, these, these creatures called keres, or kiris, I guess in modern English. And while they weren't specifically resurrected humans, they were ghouls or spirits of evil people, I suppose, who definitely malevolent and craved uh, the flesh and blood of the living. Kind of somewhere among a vampire, ghoul, a zombie combined into one. And they lived in the realm of death. The ancient Romans had the lemures, or lemures, or lemuris in modern English, I guess, who were evil people, humans, who died and then returned to a sort of flesh-spirit existence to cause trouble. That's much closer to our idea of modern zombies. The ancient Norse, and by Norse I basically mean residents of what today we call Northern Europe, who had a, you know genetic and linguistic roots that they shared. The Norse had the concept of the draugr. I guess I'm pronouncing that correctly. My... Old Norse is a little rusty. These were evil spirits who would take over a dead body in the grave and reanimate it. And the reanimated body smelled like death. It was decaying and basically mindless like the modern zombie. Also, they ate living people. So that's very, very close, isn't it? The very modern concept of the zombie, however, seems to come from Africa and Haiti, according to my research and knowledge. The English word zombie, by the way, it just comes from a Haitian Creole word, zombie, which is based on, well, Haitian Creole is based on French. That word zombie itself seems to be related to some African words referring to dead spirits or the walking dead, but that's not 100% certain. But we get the English word zombie from the Haitian Creole zombie. And Louisiana Creole, too, shares a lot with Haitian Creole. <clears throat> there is, in fact, a zombie lore from around the world from the Middle Ages on, pretty strong, and we'll look at that uh, next time. But let's focus right now on the Haitian zombie, because that's uh, the most, the, the biggest influence on the modern Western lore and movies that we know about the zombie. So, the Haitian zombie. Well, there's metaphorical meaning to the zombie myth, but let's start with a Haitian man who actually claimed to be a zombie. And what I'm going to do is talk about four cases of possible zombieism, real historical cases, very recent too, uh, in Haiti. So this man um, claimed that magicians, voodoo magicians, evil ones, were being paid by white plantation owners, slave owners, to make zombies. After all, think about it, isn't the zombie the perfect worker? <laughs> Has no thoughts of its own, feels no fatigue, no pain, just keeps working forever. Easy to feed, no need for medicine or care. If it dies, it falls apart, it does, you know, just get another one. The zombie was, in fact, the perfect slave. And the man I mentioned, his name was Clervius Narcisse, Clervius Narcisse. And he died in 1922. That's fairly recent. I mean, my grandmother was alive then. Um, so Narcisse, basically, uh, let's see, in Haiti, in Deschapelles, Haiti, on April 30th, 1962, Narcisse admitted himself to the Schweitzer Hospital, which was a foreign American-run hospital, with fever, fatigue, and spitting up his own blood. Doctors had no idea what was wrong with him. It grew worse, and then three days later, he died. He was pronounced dead by medical doctors and placed into uh, the morgue, I guess, cold storage um, for a day, it looks like. Now, then he was buried a day later. So proclaimed, pronounced dead by doctors, placed in cold storage, buried a day later. Now, in 1980, so that was 1962, 1980, 
a man who called himself Clairvius Narcisse, that man, uh, approached a either his ex-wife or his relative, I'm not too clear about this, but Angelina Narcisse uh, in Haiti, the city of Lester. And he said, hey, I'm Clairvius, remember me? And of course, they're like, yeah, right, sure you are. He died you know, a long time ago. He said, no, let me tell you uh, some things that only we would know. Uh, so he talked about their childhood and uh, stuff only the family would know. And they said, well, I'll be damned. It really is him. He claimed that he had been conscious but paralyzed during his death, during his burial. And then he had been taken away to work as a zombie on a sugar plantation. And what he said was his coffin was dug up and he was given some kind of strange paste. Uh, the paste made him feel really funny, lose his memory. And he was all this was done by a bokor, which is uh, like a voodoo witch, can be male or female. Uh, then sold him, to, I guess, to a, to a plantation owner who forced him and many other zombies to work on the plantation. That person, that uh, plantation slave owner, died. And then the bokor, the witch, died. And according to Narcisse, they were regularly given this paste um, and, but after they died, they were stopped giving it. He re regained his uh, sense of self, you know, remembered who he was. And then, you know, 16 late, 16 years later, found his way back to his family. Well, uh, <laughs> there's, there's stories that perhaps Narcisse had been a bad father and his family, his brother or one of his family members made him into a zombie as a punishment. But, uh, he said himself that the sorcerer, the, the Bokor, had actually taken his soul away. Now, the case is interesting because doctors are the ones who documented his death, verified it. Two doctors, two American doctors. He was buried, <laughs> dead and buried, and he came back. There are theories that uh, he was given a, a poison or a hallucinogenic element. Some reason that it may have been Datura, which is a uh, flower, apparently, that's extremely toxic that can cause... Uh, hallucination can cause you to lose your memory to turn into a zombie-like state. And uh, a Narcisse here, um, uh, he was studied by a psychiatrist who believed that while he didn't think he was a supernatural, you know, back for the dead zombie, he did believe in the, the hallucinogenic paste idea because there were stories of zombies apparently all throughout the culture. And uh, uh, a man named Dr. Davis from America, traveled to Haiti, and uh, apparently got some powders, took samples of powders that some said were these, this hallucinogenic drug. If you've ever seen the movie The Serpent and the Rainbow, it's loosely based on this story. By the way, that's an excellent movie, really good. Highly recommend it, The, Soup, the Serpent and the Rainbow. Um, so, Narcisse's story, it doesn't necessarily make him a supernatural zombie, but maybe. I mean, he was pronounced dead, but let's say that he was brought back chemically by a poison, Anyway, it's still indeed a basis for much of the Western concept of the modern zombie. It also linked voodoo, the religion, to zombieism in the minds of the world or of Westerners. Uh, now, voodoo is uh, an ancient African religion. Well, it's an African religion based on ancient myths and beliefs, religious beliefs. Uh, traveled to Haiti with the African slaves. But voodoo tr doesn't really have the concept of a zombie. It's not something tied into the voodoo religion. It seems to be a very Haitian phenomenon. Uh, and uh, so if Narcisse was right, it seemed like the, it seems that the, the Haitian bokors, the, the voodoo practitioners, the witches, were creating zombies. Hmm. Gosh, that's chilling to think about, isn't it? There are three more possible cases of zombieism from Haiti. 
These actually made their way all the way into the medical journal, The Lancet. And the cases happened in 1996. They were studied by a group of researchers. First, a woman whose initials were F.I., 30 years old. She died. Uh, she had some kind of a uh, fever, some kind of an illness. She was buried in the family tomb. Three days later, she's wandering through the village. Mother confirmed, yep, that's her. So did her daughter and her other family members. Even uh, a local priest said, yes, that's her. She was uh, unable to talk, couldn't feed herself. And her parents uh, said that the husband accused the husband of making her into a zombie. But here's the twist in the case. They said, okay, well, let's open up her tomb. And instead of her body, it was full of stones, as if someone had substituted, taken her body and put, in, put stones in the tomb. So what happened there? I don't know. That's bizarre. Second, uh, let's see, a man whose initials are WD, who was 26, he was, ooh, he was a member of the secret police under Popadak Duvalier, which was a very bad man. And so secret police, you have to imagine, maybe weren't the most, the best people in society. But uh, basically, he was 18. He got really sick, uh, jaundiced eyes, smelled like decaying corpse. Uh, he had uh, edema and swelling in his body. Mm, he died after three days, was buried in a tomb, and... So 19 months later, he reappears at a cockfight, <laughs> uh, and he, uh, he saw his father and said, hey, it's me. Then finally, third, a woman whose initials are M.M., hey, those are my initials. She was 31. Uh, basically, she was at, at, when she was 18, she had uh, been praying for someone, another person who was, became a zombie. She got really sick. Her body swelled up. Again, that's an interesting detail there. And she died after a couple of days. And 13 years later, M.M. reappears in the town market. Hey, it's me. And everyone says, yeah, I'll be damned as you. So what do you think? Could zombies actually be real? Can people return from the dead in a zombie-like state? And if so, do you think it's supernatural or something done with poisons and, and chemicals and hallucinogenics? Fascinating. Next time, what we'll do is continue these cases and then talk a little bit about possible explanations. But tonight, if you run into an old friend who died years ago, well, my advice to you is to run. Thanks for listening to 15 Minutes of Fangs and Folklore. Sleep well, if you can. <laughs>